I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, May 4th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in about seven minutes. Brett, on Monday, we talked about the Leafs and their first playoff game. I was skeptical, but now I think I'm firmly on the bandwagon after the first game. Jay, they're calling it the passion, and it is going all the way to the Stanley Cup. There's 16, there's 15 more games now, but I'm excited. A dominating win against the reigning champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The team was dialed in. I'm I'm very optimistic about the future of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Jay. Me too. And today is May 4th, so that's Star Wars Day, and it's Star Wars night at the Jays game tonight. So I'll be there with my kids and their friends because there is a Chewbacca bag giveaway. So uh, we're going to be one of the first... 15,000 people there to get that back. Well, Jay, that sounds fun, but you know what today is? What? It's my birthday, Jay. Oh, shit. Thanks for wishing me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brett. I'm not sure I knew that. You want to join (laughs) me and the kids and come to the baseball game? (laughs) Happy birthday, Brett. That's what I meant to say. I wanted to catch you off guard. You definitely uh... did. You definitely did. Well, I will say that in fairness to me, it's the first podcast on your birthday. So I didn't have, I don't have an archive to go back to. To remember when There's your literally no reason why you would have known it's my birthday, Jay. I don't, I don't hold it against you. <laughs> Brett, aside from it being your birthday, the Jays playing tonight, and me being on the Leafs bandwagon, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, church houses. For our second story, Tim's Surge. And for our third story, CPPIB in India. For our first story, if the government can't solve the housing crisis, maybe churches can? The United Church of Canada has plans to create new rental apartments for 34,000 people over the next 15 years by revitalizing its properties to find new uses for old churches across the country. This according to a story in the Global Mail. Award-winning architects KPMB will be the lead designers for all the projects, one-third of which will be priced at below market rent, backed by financing from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Brett, how is this all going to work? Pretty interesting, Jay. So eight projects are currently in development under the church's development and asset management arm, including the construction of 600 rental units, mostly in Ontario, with plans to expand to 20 projects by the end of the year. And though churches are known for their charity, the United Church is looking to make a profit off of these renovations. Churches have been hit hard by the pandemic as attendance rates which have been already steadily declining over the decades, they saw new lows during the pandemic. Now, rental units present a revenue stream and improved facilities hope to bring in more people. And so, Brent, why does it matter that churches are turning to housing? Well, first of all, Jay, there's a couple of these churches in Toronto that have been converted to housing, and they look great, and the units are really cool. So there's that. But there are also 28,000 churches in Canada, a large number of which are in danger of closing due to poor conditions and low attendance. Everyone has their own perspective on that. (laughs) Meanwhile, affordable rental units are disappearing at a rate far faster than new ones are being built. So if successful, the United Church could create a blueprint for helping to combat both of these problems. For our second story, Restaurant Brands International, RBI, reported a net income of $183 billion in Q1, much of it driven by Tim Hortons, which boosted its own year-over-year sales by nearly 13% and saw the largest earnings of any RBI restaurant. So that can't all be double-doubles, Jay. What's driving Tim's growth? Well, almost every day when we record this podcast, you're drinking a double-double. So maybe, Brett, this is single-handedly your thing. But in 2020, Tim Hortons wasn't the always fresh, as it claims to be struggling with 
declining sales, and unhappy franchisees. Attempts to solve these problems, like a trendy Beyond Meat Burger, only serve to slow down operations and really frustrate restaurant operators. I know we say no free plugs, Jay, but I've got a, a free Starbucks birthday drink here that I that I picked up. And so this is the one day I'm not drinking Tim's. But much like us after our midday double-double, Tim's has bounced back with increased sales due to pandemic restrictions lifting. And as noted by Scotiabank analyst Patricia Baker in her note on RBI's earnings, in new product innovations and improvements to food quality. I'm, I see it. Yeah. Tim's committed to removing artificial flavors, colors, and preservatives from its core menu items last year, and in 2022, focuses on the items people most strongly associate with the brand, including a new dark roast coffee and improvements to two of its flagship donuts. I can't believe we're talking about donuts. The apple fritter, and my personal favorite, the Boston cream. And how can we not mention Tim Biebs, the Justin Bieber collab that RBI CEO Jose Sill said was one of the most successful traffic driving initiatives in recent memory. And I have the toques to prove it. And they're for sale for anyone who wants them. Uh, <laughs> Hit me up in my DMs. <laughs> Look, the big lesson here is that when you're a legacy brand like Tim's, sometimes leaning into what you know best and pleasing loyal customers works better than chasing trends. And that's kind of what we do here at the Peak Daily, Jay. <laughs> Give the people what they want. And for our final story, if you're planning to retire with a Canadian pension, India's increasingly online population with ever more money to spend might help you get there. That's right. As the region's tech sector booms, Canada's pension plan, CPPIB, there's a lot of difficult words to say in there, Brett, has built stakes in several late stage Indian startups, including a news app with over 350 million daily users. This, according to the logic, so wait, I guess by proxy, Brett, you and I are heavily investing in India. Uh, kind of. And so some background on the CPPIB, for those who don't know, the fund invests for the 20 million Canadians who participate in the country's largest retirement program. This is on your paycheck. You'll see it. They take a, a cut of every paycheck that goes to CPP. That's their fund. And its total fund size has grown to a current value of $550 billion, making it one of the largest state-owned pension funds in the world. So CPPIB, they invest across public equities, private equities, bonds, private debt, real estate infrastructure, and other areas its leaders consider promising. And now they're moving heavily into India. Last month, they led an $805 million funding round that valued Bengaluru-based Verse, the parent company of news aggregator Daily Hunt and short video app Josh, at $5 billion, the largest venture financing in India's tech sector so far this year. You know, something interesting is that they banned TikTok in India. And so there is this emergence of Indian grown apps that have done really well recently. So Frank Su, he's the head of private equity Asia for CPP Investments, told The Logic that India is a standout among global opportunities. After seeing success by getting into China as internet penetration similarly grew, the pension fund will likely continue writing checks into India in the near future. As of last year, the CPPIB holds just 16% of its assets in Canada, 35.2% in the US, and 24.1% in Asia, and the rest, well, elsewhere in the world. As of last year, they held almost $20 billion in assets in India and 70 staff working at the Mumbai office. And why this really matters is that come 65, Jay, you and I, we're starting to take money out of that fund. And so we want to make sure that it's in good hands until then, that our hard-earned money is in good hands and being properly invested. But so far, the CPPIB has delivered market-beating financial results with an annual net return of 11.6% over the past decade, which is good news. Good news for everyone. 
Good news, but 65 is for me, is, it's right on the horizon for you. It's ways off. For me, I'm like, uh, yeah, it's not that far off. No, it's it's plenty of ways off, Jay. You've got plenty of life. You, not the life stops at 65. you got lots to go. Thank you. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to. And only. Daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Brett, happy birthday. And because today is May the 4th, I'm going to use a Star Wars reference that will just go straight over your head. But this is the way. Yeah, I've seen Star Wars. I know, but this is from The Mandalorian. I know you do. I know you have, but we'll get you back into it. All the new stuff, because it's very, very good. And, And Brett, happy birthday, and may the 4th be with you. Thank you. You too, Jay. 